The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. <laughs> Hello again, all you beautiful people, and welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy in the ether, Kev Huggin' Duggan. <laughs> I wish I could be there on video, but I am yet again stuck in the abyss of Romania. Internet is <laughs> a bitch, my folks. <laughs> Let's not forget Kyle the Coach, Duggan. What's up, guys? All right, gang. Well, we didn't get a chance to talk about this on the last episode, but it is uh, this last Monday was the 10-year anniversary of the passing of the late, great Junior Seau. Um, I can't believe it's already been 10 years. That yeah. is... It's I couldn't crazy. believe when 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 I saw that that it had been ten years. It doesn't feel like that long ago. I mean, I feel like I was still watching him play less than ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's what he's what got me into football and into Charger football, and he was a an icon in San Diego. Oh, yeah. So it's 100%. it's still sad to to think that he's no longer with us. Yeah. And he was like the big reason, you know, I got going into Pop Warner football, man. Like that, yeah. like the reason I played football I had a lot to do with him and watching him play and getting excited. So I just, yeah, such a sad thing that he's gone. I wish he was here and he could see kind of what the Chargers have become and be a part of like all the alumni stuff and all that. And mm-hmm. oh, that would be so awesome, but it's just not the way. It would be. Yeah, I, he was I, it, the reason, not just for you, but I think a lot of people that, you know, started becoming fans of the Charger football in the same way that Justin Herbert is right now. He was just yeah. that type of a personality, um, obviously made a huge impact on San Diego and, and the community. Um, so it, it is, it, it's been 10 years, unfortunately. So it's good, good time to remember, uh, junior Seau. Um, a sad way to start the show. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. guys. Now let's um, build it back up. Let's build it back up. Uh, there, there's a guy that is on the Charger roster. I didn't even, I, I completely missed this. I didn't even see this happen. Uh, but there, there's a guy on the Charger roster. Who is this guy, Kyle? So Jamal Davis, he's a pass rush 
guy that played in the Canadian Football League. Originally played in Akron, didn't get drafted, went to the Canadian Football League. We picked him up pretty quick after the season ended. Um, he we we signed him to a deal. Um, but man, I just recently started following this superhuman on Instagram, and holy smokes, <laughs> is he just a specimen? He's like a Clydesdale in in the form of a human. Well, let's, let's <laughs> for those of you that are watching video, let's take a look at this Clydesdale of a human. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Seabiscuit. Look at his calf. His Holy calf is shit. the size of my head. That is Dude, it's Saquon massive. Barkley, dude. This is yeah. like a bigger Saquon Barkley. Good God. How did, did you ha- have how tall he was? Oh, no, let me find out. I can find it pretty quick. Like he's but six if, three. If you're not. If you're not watching the video, his 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 like uh ta- his user ID on um on Instagram, that's not the right his handle is Jamal Davis the second. Jamal Davis I one one I I man, he is absolutely ins- insane. <laughs> I, I don't good God. It's just, it, it's, just it, it's crazy to look at. I can't believe human beings get that big. Yeah. And this is a guy, hey, we need pass rushers, right? Yeah. Well, we just grabbed somebody from the Canadian Football League that looks like a war horse. So let's see what he's, he can do. Jesus. He's 6'4", 250. Oh, my God. <laughs> might have to recheck the weight after that. That might be old numbers. He's like yeah. 275 here. Just his legs are 100 pounds a piece. Yeah. <laughs> he's a this monster, man. Not an ounce of fat on this guy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So he's just if all you're muscle. Upset, if you're upset about us missing out on an edge rusher in the draft, just go take a look at this guy because he's a look pretty at scary this, to look at. Yeah, this behemoth. Who knows? Make you might make you feel better. <laughs> God bless. All right. Well, something something to look forward to, folks. <laughs> and if you want to look forward online, go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out some of the sweet stuff we've got over there: t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. And uh, you know, if you guys get something from the uh, from the website, it really does help us out. Uh, Reimmunerate the cost of what it takes to run a podcast like this because I promise you none of it's going in our pockets. It is going right back into the podcast. So if you feel so inclined to pick something up, it really does help us out. Uh, and there's also the members section where you can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check it out, chargerchat.com. All right. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight. And let's see who was behind. Door number one. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have James from Philadelphia. What is going on, James? Hey, how you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to chat with you. Finally, you know, you were so kind in sending us a video from the draft. You were the man at the draft. So tell us what your experience was like at the draft this year. So, you know, this year was a little bit special for me. Uh, again, I've been doing going to the draft for a long time, uh, exactly 25 years. So, you know, I had a chance to, you know, really connect with the Chargers. They, they, they make it special for me every year. So, uh, obviously, you know, it was in Vegas and we were down and, you know, this is really the first time where we had so many Charger fans at the draft. Normally, the draft is basically on the East Coast, the Northeast, New York, Philly, Chicago. So there aren't that many Charger fans. This year was different. So you could tell, like, just watching on, on, on TV and me walking around the NFL experience and being in the draft, we were loaded with fans. So it felt amazing. 
uh, being in that environment in, inside the, uh, the theater was a very loud. It's like they kicked the music up like uh, two yeah. times the level this year. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, you might have heard it on TV. Oh, for but sure. When I made that, when I made that video for you, and you could tell with the music in the background, I'm yelling. I'm like, my yeah. voice is really high. So I'm trying to like, you know, talk to you and connect. And I had Jim Mills sitting on my on my website. And we were talking, and but even her and I talking, we were talking about. So, but overall, it was it was amazing. So, you know, a chance to uh, you know meet with uh, the commissioner Roger Delegan and um, several players. I had the opportunity to meet Austin Eckler and you know the Chargers in the National Football League did a little something special. It, 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 I'm pretty sure you guys saw that where I was on stage for the announcement yep. for the Chiefs Chargers uh, Thursday night opening game. So that was pretty cool. So yeah. I had a chance to be backstage with Roger Goodell, Tony Gonzalez, and Austin Eckler. And um, quick story, you know, they basically tell me, they didn't tell me exactly what was going to be happening until we got backstage. So I'm with this Chiefs fan, really nice guy named Ben. So we're, we're there and we're looking puzzled. Why are we back here? So one person walks up to us and they start telling us what was going on. So here's the deal. We're going to announce that, the, you know, the new Thursday night game is going to be Chargers Chiefs. But you guys are going to be on stage. You're going to be with Tony Gonzalez, Austin Eckler, and Commissioner. So we're like, really? So this is going to be actually happening. And the next thing you know, we're literally minutes away, and we're with these guys. And they're talking to us, and they're chatting with us. And we both looked at each other. We're like, this is actually happening. So the next thing you know, they usher us out on stage. And we're just like, you can see, like, it's thousands of people. If you ever get the opportunity to do it, just looking at, especially on, on day one, you see nothing but people, lights camera and the next thing you know like the phone is blowing up and you know my friends are hitting me up why are you on tv again <laughs> so but uh no it, it's, it's it's an amazing thing you know it's it's three days of fun it's it's a long day a long three days but overall it's pretty cool i had a great time that was wonderful. And we saw, you know, you got to basically give Zion a hug at, right after he was picked. And you gave him something a little special. He was rocking there for a little bit. What did you end up giving him? So I had, you know, you have to see a lot of fans with the charger chains. I got the dog chains with the, uh, with the bolting, lightning bolt on it. So I, I was planning on doing that anyway. Uh, I wanted to do that last year. I didn't get the opportunity because I was, I was up on stage for the third round pick. But Usually when the players get drafted, whoever is there, they come down to the inner circle where their fans are. So I was going to do it anyway. I was going to give him my chain, put it on, and like, you know, celebrate. Now, uh, when he came down, I took the chain off, put it over his neck, and we both went ballistic. And uh, one of the pe- charged social media people recorded it. Now, I didn't know they did that. But we just went uh, had a ball and we went crazy and stuff like that. We're hugging. We you know get the fist pound, uh, pound. And the next again, it was just the next thing you know, like on social media. I'm on ESPN. It was nuts. And uh, I met Chris Henry, uh, who you know, does a lot of the uh, yeah. charges podcast. Yeah, we love Chris. And he and he interviewed uh, Zion Johnson later that night, and he told me, "Wait a minute, that was your dog change." <laughs> so. The next thing you know, it's on IG, Twitter. It got crazy. It was, again, fun. Some unbelievably fun. What a wonderful experience. And it's so cool you've done it. You got to do it so many years and represent us and help with the picks. And uh, I want to know a little bit more because you work for the Philadelphia Eagles, correct? Yes. So tell yes. me, like, how did you become a Charger fan? And, and, and you're working for the Eagles. How does that all work? 
All right. Well, first, let me let me give you the Eagles part. So I kind of I've kind of worked in sports industry and I, I started working in the industry in about 2015. I was working in hospitality for about 30 years. I was a restaurant manager for about 25 years. And, you know, it was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to make a little bit of a transition. So uh, a buddy of mine, I started uh, he hooked me up with a job. I started working for the Philadelphia Union soccer team in 2015. You know, I just kind of started from the bottom and uh, did that for a couple of years. And um, next thing you know, I, I applied for the Philadelphia Eagles and, you know, I kind of used my skill set, my background, and, and I got the job in 2017. Awesome. That's the year they won the Super Bowl. And as I kind of showed you a little earlier, I won that right there. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So I got that right there. And um, so my job with the Eagles is I work in their family experiences department. So I do a lot of customer service, hospitality. I'm, I'm kind of like their problem solver. So whenever a fan has an issue on game day, I'm their guy who goes and fixes your issue. So let's say if you know you have a jersey that got messed up, I have the autonomy of taking you to our pro shop and you know replacing your jersey for free or awesome. uh, just fixing whatever issue. So I'm that guy. And that's what, you know, a couple of other things. I work like training camp, mini camp, their OTAs and stuff like that. So I get to be around a lot of the players and the coaches as well. Now, to answer your second question, how did I become a fan? This is going to be quite interesting. I'll give you the short version. Okay. Um, my, I got introduced to football by my grandfather, who I loved tremendously when I was a kid, five years old, 1973. So, you know, I kind of picked up a football really fast and he was an Eagles fan. but Truth be told, they were not a really good team. <laughs> they really weren't. They didn't have a coach, didn't have a quarterback, and they were just losing, just getting blown out every single game. So when that happened, he would get upset, get out of his favorite chair, and walk away. Now, that hurt me. I wasn't hurt by the team. I was hurt because my grandfather was hurt because sure. the Eagles were losing. So it was hard for me to be a fan of the team. We watched one game. They lost. And then the next game on TV was the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were defending Super Bowl champions versus the San Diego Chargers. Now, their starting quarterback at the time was Johnny Unitas, who, you know, was mid-early 40s, two bad knees, didn't move around a lot, and they were taking a beating in the first half. Unitas gets pulled, and they stick in Dan Fouts. His very first game, 1973, third round pick. He came in through four touchdown passes, and I'm thinking that's my guy. Five years old, and that's how I became a Charger fan. So Dan Faust is the reason I wear the lightning bolts right there. So I've been rocking ever since. I'm I'm, I'm right or die. Got the tat in my arm right here, and I haven't looked back since. I love it, man. That's so cool. You've seen that happen twice now. Dan Fouts coming in yeah. to replace, and then you saw Justin Herbert coming in to replace. <laughs> what? Just we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this. Like you know, your excitement for who we picked and Justin Herbert and this team moving forward this year. I tell you what, I'm thrilled. Uh, you know, the possibilities right now are endless. I mean, there is there is an excitement and there's a buzz in 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 just okay, in Los Angeles, but just for for fans as well. You can sense that something good is happening. You can sense that something good is leading towards the ultimate goal, and that's to get one of these. Yeah. All right. And and I've been and I, I've been I've been talking about it, and I know many of my friends have been talking about it, and. You know, I have friends here in Philadelphia who says, your team is looking pretty darn good right now. You should be real thrilled. And i tell you what, if the defense comes together, because this is what I've been focused on since day one, since Brandon Staley became head coach, I love the, I look, I love offense, but I am a defensive guy. I love defense. I, you know, I look back at that steel curtain, those great teams, the purple people eaters. 
Um, you could tell how old I am now. I'm naming teams back in the seventies. <laughs> so, good old days. You know, even back, but yeah, the good old days. But I, I, I love defense, and this is something I've been banking on. You know, right now is that Dan, Brandon Staley is going to turn this defense around. I'm looking for a top ten defense from this Chargers team this year. You give me a top ten defense, we're winning the Super Bowl. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. I love it. I could not agree with you more. Like what Justin's been able to do with defense that hasn't been playing that well last few years, give him a little support. Who knows what this team can be? I tell you what, they, 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 his, they made it their mission to add a solid running game, a, a, an aggressive, big offensive line. The middle of that offensive line is a beautiful thing. Monsters. I mean, like I said, I love what they've done. The same thing they've added to the defensive line. He has made it a, made it a point, Brandon Steely, to add. He's building offense and defensive line. This is the smartest thing I've seen a coach do, and he's made a commit, you know, commitment to it. So you know, fans could talk about getting a speedy wide receiver. You know, they didn't do that. That's okay. You could talk about this or that. Build up front. This is how you win championships. Build up front. All right. Be able to control the line of scrimmage, run the ball, protect your quarterback, and get an angle after the quarterback on defense. Win on defense. Defense means championships. I love it. I'm so in on that. And uh, lastly, just want to thank you so much for representing us wearing our, our charter chat shirt at the draft. That meant the world to us. So can't tell you how much we appreciate I, I tell you, that. I, I'll tell you what. I I, I got really got to hey, thank you guys. You guys have been supportive of me, you know, uh, since day one. And then you guys sent me the T-shirt. And I made it a mission that I was like, I'm going to wear that shirt at the draft. And I'm going to, and I got right to the stage. And, you know, just like I said, fans were basically getting like getting their photos like I got to make that happen. So I was if you could tell by the photo, I'm underneath the podium where Roger Goodell is now yep. the picks. So I had to get the photo right there, which I was able to pull off. So thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate everything. Everything. Yeah. I really do. Likewise, man. Likewise. And let's uh, let's do this again. Love to chat with you more. And, uh, you know, we'll see. This is an exciting season. So we, we're definitely going to have some things to talk about. Absolutely. Hey, tell the guys I said hi. And like you said, we'll stay connected and uh, start getting ready for uh, the draft in KC. Let's do it, man. I'm ready. All right, man. Well, have have an awesome one. Thank you so much again for your time. Hey, dude. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. It was a great time talking to you. Appreciate it, man. James, that 100% put the biggest smile on all our faces, seeing you wearing the Charger Chat shirt at the 2022 draft. like. That is so wild. And and what a freaking story. Like working for the Eagles, but fan of the Chargers? Like you got that. That's why you get that tattoo, is so you can put on the Eagles merch, but you right. know, you know deep what down. you know what's what. That's yeah. right. Uh um, awesome. deep down you know. <laughs> and I, I can't believe how many drafts he's been to. That's insane. That is so yeah, many. And he's drafts. already prepping his and He's already we'll prepping, prepping for the next for draft. Kansas like see you in Kansas City. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just skipping over yeah. the entire season, like yeah, already yeah, planted yeah. for the draft. That is, yeah. and, and the other thing too that I think is awesome. So he gave uh, Zion Johnson that chain. Mm. There's a video now. If you folks haven't yeah. checked it out yet, go check it he's out. Like, he's refusing to take it off. It, it, it is uh, <laughs> Zion Johnson's basically first 24 hours as a Charger, yeah. which is it's a it's a fascinating bit of video because you see all the behind the scenes. Like he's just going from like interview to photo shoot to interview to photo shoot. Yeah. And, and he's like, I don't want to take this chain off. Like throughout the entire process, like, can I keep this on? Is that okay? And there's like, yeah. So dude, James, you get to pretty cool. You get to watch that video over and over and go like, yeah, I gave that to him. 
Yeah, hero really hero cool. moment for James sure. James Ebo you handed him the Thor <laughs> hammer. <laughs> yeah, and he took it with him. It is so awesome. So, dude, really thank cool. you, thank you for not just repping the strip, but thank you for coming on and chatting with my man Kev. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, now it's time to go on to the Craig experience. And I think he's going to be talking a bit about one of our newest drafted players. It might be a running back. It might not. I don't know. We'll find out. Let's go to Craig. May or may not. Craig. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Okay, so with the three-day party in Vegas having ended nearly a week ago, you guys should have had ample time to digest it all, take it in, do some research on the players, come to a conclusion about how you feel in regards to the draft, and by now you're probably pretty settled one way or another. But you know your boy's got his feelings about it, so let's get into it. But, of course, first, where my manners, CC gang. The biggest of salutes and to the rest of the Bolt fam, what is going on? It's your guy Craig in Texas, and welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. Let's go. Okay, you've gotten a bunch of draft analysis all week long. I'm sure that you've heard pretty much every take, every single way possible, and that's great. The more content, the better. But I won't bog you down in pick-by-pick pick analysis. That's not what this is about really i kind of want to touch on two guys really one in particular but make mention of another jamari salyer out of georgia going in the sixth round is a travesty um uh, it's good news for the chargers and i don't think they expected that to be the case at all what it absolutely does is give you an opportunity to solidify your offensive line kind of solve problems that i don't think they thought they were going to be able to do at that point Salyer played up and down the line at georgia uh played some tackle for the national championship team i think he played tackle in the national championship game don't quote me on that i gotta double check but i do know that he did man uh i think both tackle positions at some point during his career during the season uh i think last year at georgia he's better suited for the guard position even though he has like freakishly long arms he is a stubby dude he's not overly athletic which i know you could say that filer isn't either but Filer already has experience at right tackle and has proven he can do it. So maybe they give Sawyer a crack at right tackle in camp. Who knows? But I think he's probably best suited to play guard. Because, again, if you do that, you can fix your right tackle problem by moving Filer over to right tackle. Uh, I know we've been hearing stuff about Trey Pipkins and his work with Duke Mannyweather and um, Rashawn Slater in the offseason. And Duke's been praising him. But, you know, not to say Duke's lying at all. I mean, it does... I'm sorry. It is in his best interest to, uh, you know, big that man up because it helps his business. Uh, we saw some improvement from Pipkins last year, so I'm not opposed to him getting a shot, seeing how he performs in camp. And you know, they've got options at this point, which is good. So we're not going to be in a position where we're completely handcuffed to a dude and searching for answers at the beginning of the season into the season. I don't think that's an issue anymore. But the cat that I really want to talk about is the one who's the most polarizing. And depending on who you talk to, what day you talk to him, they either love or absolutely hate the pick. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. In case you didn't know, it's Isaiah Spiller running back out of Texas A&M. Now, my initial reaction, because I was at my kid's football game when it dropped. <sighs> Calvin Austin was sitting right there, so that's who I wanted. But... We know why it worked out that way. 
Spiller was not supposed to be available in the fourth round. It's another dude who fell farther than what he was supposed to. He was a consensus top three running back. And again, depending on who you talk to, some dudes number one or number two, but he was pretty much in the top three, regardless of who you spoke with. Uh, initially, I was kind of thrown off by it because I saw the value in other backs later in the draft, and I just didn't expect them to use anything before round five on a running back. As I thought about it a little bit more, it makes perfect sense. When you look at the style of runner he is, and then you realize what he accomplished, where he accomplished, and what he had to work with to get those things accomplished. SEC running back who went for over a thousand yards every year except for his freshman year. And um, another key about this is that he never carried the ball over 188 times in any season. There's a reason for that. Uh, I might talk about that later on down the line, but he did share carries, which means he's fresh. In September, when the season starts, he will be the youngest back in the NFL. So think about that for a second. He's nowhere near his ceiling. Now, the knock is that he doesn't have tremendous long speed. I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Some of the best football players I've ever played with or watched aren't always the fastest guys on the field. I'll tell you what he has that does work very, very well for this scheme and inside and outside zone stuff. He's got tremendous burst. He's got great vision and probably the best feet in the entire draft class at the position. Uh, If you go and look at some video of him, I mean, not everybody's a huge tape person like me. I will watch entire games of his. I mean, of course, fast forward through some stuff here and there to kind of have it go by a little bit quicker. But if you just want to do some highlights, feel free. Watch him break dudes off at the line of scrimmage at the second level and watch him a few times get out for over 50 plus yards on TDs. Now, is he walking away from people? Not the farther down the field he goes, but within that first 10 to 15 yards, he's scooting. And then you got to play catch up. And if there's uh, not enough field for you to make up ground, then he's going to take it to the house. More than enough speed for me. The biggest thing is body type of running style. I consider him what I would call a tough slasher because he finishes runs. More often than not, he's plowing through someone as opposed to getting knocked back, which is saying a lot if you watched Texas A&M's offensive line last year because it was uh, not great. Dude was squeezing as much blood out of that turnip as he could get. And, yo, props for that because it was ugly back there. And again, he was splitting carries. Two other backs. and Still rushed for over 1,000 yards. It's just really impressive what he was able to accomplish based on what he was working with and um, the fact that he did it in literally the toughest conference in all of college football in the SEC. Perfect compliment to Austin Eckler. And uh, he's probably going to be more of a 1B as opposed to an RB2. Think about what this means for he and Austin Eckler. If you can get them on the field at the same time, you can keep the wear and tear off of Eckler by having him pound the rock. Even though he's an extremely strong human being for his size, it's not what his body type is meant for. And you can use Eckler in more of like that Alvin Kamara role, like Alvin Kamara and the Saints, being that this is what the offense is based off of, or that playbook, should I say. 
you'll probably see Eckler split out a bunch more. You might see both of them in the backfield, at least to start someone motion out, which, by the way, is not a dead giveaway of what's going to happen. Because Spiller's actually a very capable receiver out of the backfield. And also a pretty decent pass protector to boot which is saying something about a college running back because that's not necessarily their calling card coming out there's just not a ton of time that they can spend perfecting that part of their craft during the season <sighs> folks telling you now you're probably going to feel very differently about this pick in a year or two i don't really like doing player comps because you know people just assume that saying that this player is like that one is you saying that's who they're going to be not saying that at all just talking from a stylistic standpoint and uh just some of the same attributes he's very similar to arian foster Le'Veon bell type when we're talking patience ability to plant his foot and get upfield in zone concepts making people miss and the other thing neither one of those gentlemen were known for their speed something to keep in mind but you know figure i'll leave you with that to think about maybe go back and have a look at the dude if you're not feeling that great about it these things in mind possibly you'll come away with a different outlook but i won't hold you up any longer y'all know what it is it is mr Volgang or do not bang mr t-o-p underscore f-l-y-t-3 on Twitter and catch me on my YouTube page flight deck charge to the game every other week or so depending on how things go but I'll keep you guys up to date on Twitter so no worries about it appreciate you for the support uh until next time be good folks guys take it easy okay love you bye another great Craig experience in the books appreciate it Craig uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Charge of Chat, folks. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Go look at Jamal Davis's Instagram. It's still, I'm still scared just thinking about line, having <laughs> somebody having to line up against that guy. It's it worth makes, your while, for sure. It, it makes not getting Jordan Davis just a little less hurtful. Knowing yeah. that we've got see, you don't even man. realize that some of these guys on this roster, like yeah. Yeah. We, we don't see them. They're just in the locker room getting monstrous. Hey, Forrest Merrill's still on the squad too, and you know he's a fan favorite. Amen. That's right, brother. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charge of Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.